This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Championship Week here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse. 97.7, 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, 1440 AM. You can also listen to us online, ESPNSyracuse.com, as well as get our podcast there. Just look for players only there or wherever you get your podcast. Just type in ESPN Radio Syracuse and look for the latest players only episode. Like I said, today is championship week. I'm Matt Slocum with Ryan Story and big week this week for spring sports. What it's all been leading up to. Yep. All this week, starting today, starting today, Section 3 championships will be decided in a lot of sports. Baseball, softball, and boys and girls lacrosse. You yeah. couldn't have it any other way. Again, this is what everything's been leading up to. All these teams have been working all year for the chance to represent their team in the sectional finals and then the chance after this to represent their section in the state finals. Yep, and it, and it all comes down to it. And... This playoffs has been proven nothing but surprising. Yeah. In a lot of ways. A lot of upsets happening. And let's start with baseball. Because it all starts today with baseball. And we start off with tonight's final in class double A between number five seed Liverpool and number two Christian Brothers Academy. And you're probably thinking, where's Wes Jenny? Well, they lost in the quarters. Yeah. Um shocker. Nobody expected to win. So how did Liverpool get here? Well, Liverpool uh, beat Auburn in their quarterfinal matchup, beating them 6-4, to four, and then up, beat upset-minded Baldwinsville, the 8th seed, who had taken care of West Jenny on Tuesday in the quarters. And Liverpool basically wiped the floor with them, 13 to nothing in the semis yeah. at OCC on Thursday. How did CBA get here? Well, they went the more traditional route. They beat FM 6-0. FM, by the way, the 10 seed, upset 7 seed Syracuse in the opening round. Yeah. 9-4. FM last year's sectional champions. Yeah. And it looked promising too, but not not going, going up against a hot CBA team didn't stand a chance on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, CBA squeaks by uh, 6 seed Cicero North Syracuse 9-7, who had an upset of their own, beating Utica Proctor in the quarters. So... That's our final. This uh, this is what we got set up. In the last five games in the head-to-head, CBA uh, Liverpool played a doubleheader on the 13th. Liverpool won the first 9-3. CBA won the second 20-5. You know, so I guess, it's, I guess it's fairly even right now. Yeah, there's no <laughs> heading into real it. favorite heading into this one. Yeah, so I can't predict the winner since I'm calling this game tonight uh, for the NFHS Network. So... Ryan, who do you think? I don't know. You look at the two teams, right? Liverpool's the better hitting team as of right now. There, I don't know if there's a hotter hitting team in Section 3 than the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Just you look at the run of past games. They're putting up loads of runs every single game. But their pitching somewhat concerns me because they let Tyler Vivacqua pitch against Baldwinsville. He's their ace, and he was the pitcher who, when they beat CBA in that 9-3 to win— he was pitching that one. Now, the next game, they had a different player pitching, and they lost 20-5. to So, I mean, Liverpool's likely going to have Jack Hop on the mound, and, and he's a good pitcher, but he's not Vivacqua. 
So I think CBA might be able to score more runs against him. I think the key for uh, Liverpool is they need to make it a high-scoring game. If They, they can out-hit CBA in a high-scoring affair. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because Luke Boulay is pitching for the brothers. I see CBA winning a tight one. I'm going 5-3 to three for Christian Brothers Academy. Yeah, and that's going to be a tight conundrum there for Liverpool in terms of pitching. Because as you said, Vivac was probably the best pitcher they have. He's just so talented. Liverpool. Pitches, and, I want to say, 85 at least. And I think in the semi, he pitched every single inning. Yeah. So he's limited. Yeah. If he's, I mean, if he's allowed to pitch at all, he's pretty much limited. Yeah, he actually threw, sorry, my bad, six of the innings. Okay. Uh, and then they let uh, Nathan Benjamin finish it off. Um, but yeah, Vivacqua in that semifinal game, six innings pitched, only three hits, and only one walk which is mm-hmm. just as impressive as only three hits. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a tough pitching dilemma for Liverpool in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least that's wanna, what you're saying. You don't want to throw his arm out. Oh, like, no, definitely not. I mean, he just pitched, what, this past Thursday? That's right. giving him three days Three days, days roughly. So essentially today, uh, essentially Friday and Saturday. So he's got limited two days now, rest, hypo- so he might still be able A hypothetical to. option for them is kind of similar to what they did on the Tuesday before in the quarterfinals where they let Vivacqua pitch two, the last two innings of the game, uh, kind of come in as a closer. It would not surprise me if in a close game they did that, but Vivacqua in to close it off. I see. So either way, I think we got ourselves an interesting final oh, today. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be a great one. Only game of the day today. Yep. Gotta and be then there. tomorrow starts the first of three. Three finals we got on Memorial Day. Uh, we start off with the latest one, which is the 6 o'clock tilt in Class A between number 4, New Hartford, and number 2, Jamesville DeWitt. New Hartford got here. They beat Oswego 5-4, to four, a really good Oswego team. Yeah. Um, then New Hartford beat upset-minded ESM 7-2, to two, and yeah, ESM beat Whitesboro. And New Hartford avoiding Whitesboro there was... Kind of key because Whitesboro had their number in the regular season. Yeah. And then Jamesville DeWitt, they took care of business. They beat seven seed Fulton in the quarter, six to two, and then crushed the heck out of Indian River, 15 to nothing. And so here we are in the Class A final. Who do you got in this one? I mean, I want to go New Hartford. I think they have the better pitching. As long as Zach, Zach Filipkowski is pitching for the Spartans, they think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. But JD just has such a better batting lineup, it's not even close there. You got players like Eamon Giblin, Dante Santos, Aaron Coe. I just can't see New Hartford shutting that down. I think they keep it low scoring because mm-hmm. I think, again, Zach Filipkowski is a great pitcher, but I don't know if New Hartford can even put up a run. I'm going JD in the shutout, the Red Rams winning 3-0. to Okay, head-to-head last five games. The last time these two teams met was way back in 2017. When JD winning thirteen to one, the last time New Hartford won over Jamesville DeWitt, April fourteenth, twenty fourteen, four to two. It's not going to change now. No, nope. say that. <laughs> well, I can't say a thing because I don't know if I'll be calling this game mm. or not. We'll see. But you know, I can't. I can't really pick any winners in the baseball finals because I don't. You know, I know I'm calling three of them. I just don't know what the third one is on Monday. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the history these two teams haven't played in six years. Should be a fun one. Yeah, really should be. be a fun one. Definitely going to be a toss-up. Yeah. On to Class B we go. And again, upsets galore uh, in these in these baseball tournaments so far. Uh, 
it'll be between number nine, Skinny Atlas, and number three, Casanova. Okay, how did Skinny Atlas get here, you might ask? Well, they had to play a first-round game. They beat Homer 5-3, to three, upset Homer. Then they upseed top seed South Jeff, who we had talked about a good heck of a ton on the show because they were unbeaten throughout the whole year, and then they lose in the quarters. On 19 straight, just the wow. in the quarters. That's crazy. <laughs> is Weird things can happen, you know, as, as our good friend John Sterling would say for the Yankees, you can't predict baseball. Yeah. Um, Skinny Atlas with the upset, 4-2 to two over South Jeff, and then they upset Cortland in the semis uh, on Saturday uh, yesterday, nine, uh, ten to nine, in over ten four, in ten innings. Yeah. That game. T- no wonder why it took forever to get a result. <laughs> I was looking. I was checking on the brackets. I'm like, why haven't we gotten a result yet? <laughs> yeah. That just kept going. No team. And you look at uh, no runs in the seventh or the eighth inning when it mm-hmm. was all tied up. Then Skinny Atlas goes up uh, nine to six in the ninth inning. Quillen comes right back, scores three runs of their own, <coughs> and then Skinny Atlas. Or sorry, it was. Eight to five, and then eight to eight. eight, eight then Skinny then Atlas scores two runs in the tenth, and then Cortland gets one run back, but isn't able to get the final right. run in that tenth inning of action. Yeah, so Skinny Atlas, a magical run for them. Um, hopefully, it could end in a title. But also, you got to look at this: on. Skinny Atlas, ten runs with just nine hits. They actually got mm. out hit by Cortland in that game by five, and still managed to come out with the victory. There you go. So, on the other side of the bracket, Casanova, they also had to play a first-round game. Uh, they had a bye, essentially, going into the tournament. Uh, but they beat 14-seed Central Valley Academy 4-3, beat Clinton 8-1 to in the quarters, and then upset West Hill in the semis 10-1. to Yeah, Kind of surprised with that result. So, it's Skinny Atlas versus Casanova. It's a battle of the Lakers in Class B, 3 o'clock on Monday. What do you got in this one? I'm not sure because I, you look at Casanova, right? They have prop, two of the best uh, two-way players in the section. Mm-hmm. With you have Jack Donlin and Jack Burns. I'd say I think Burns is a slightly better pitcher, while Donlin's a slightly better hitter. Right. And Donlin is going to be pitching in the championship game. They had uh, Burns against West Hill pitch fantastically. I mean, he held one of the best hitting lineups in West Hill to just one run, which is insanely impressive. Mm-hmm. But you know, Donlin coming off slightly less rest than you would like. But I think he'll pitch against Skinny Atlas, and I think he'll do a good job because, you know, he's fantastic talent, got a cannon for an arm. I've got Casanova holding the Lakers to just one run. Casanova 6-1 to one over Skinny Atlas. Mm. Rivalry game, too. A rivalry game. Makes it a lot closer because, you know, with a rivalry, especially one this intense, with this much intensity between the two teams, I mean, it could come down to just maybe one or two hits that go the wrong way and, you know, either team's game. Yeah, there's extra incentive for Skinny Atlas in this game because they met earlier this season. Casanova won both matchups, seven to one and eight to three. And it's hard to beat a good team three times, but sometimes the good team is just better. Yeah, and I think Casanova is the better team. Yeah, the last time Skinny Atlas beat Casanova, April sixth, twenty nineteen, when they won ten to one. And I mean, you know, that's significant because it's not like these two teams play in different leagues. These are the same league, same division. Yep, they play each other every year. Rivals. Not only that, they share the same nickname, too. (laughs) So, the Lakers. (laughs) Um, Real quick, let's do Class C now. And um, uh, and Class C is the one matchup on Tuesday night. That's a six o'clock battle between number one seed Bishop Ludden and number three seed Little Falls. Ludden took care of business, essentially. They beat Thousand Islands 13 nothing. 
then beat the AC in Mount Markham 3-1, and then beat Weedsport 7-2 in the semis. On the other f- side, Little Falls had a nice little run of their own, beat Cooperstown 16-3, then beat Lafayette 14-4, and then beat upset Beaver River in the semis 7-2 at Murnane Field. Championship games Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. Who do you got? Beaver River was my pick to win it all. Little Falls beat them, so I'm going to go with Little Falls. I think Chase Reagan is probably the best player uh, on either team here, and I'm going to take Little Falls in a slugfest 9-7 to win for the Mounties. Yeah, We're expecting a lot of runs yeah. in these games, are we? I guess we are. All right. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we will finish up baseball with the Class D final as well as get the boys across predictions. And um, I hate to say this, but... There might be a surprise in Class D. So we'll be right back. We'll explain more here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And we're back on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. So let's wrap up baseball. Only one final left, the Class D final, uh, which is the first game on uh, Memorial Day, 12 noon, uh, between number one seed Belleville Henderson and number seven Oriskany. How did Belleville Henderson get here? Well, they had a bye in the first round. Lucky them. The only team. <laughs> only only team that had a bye in Class D. Um, in the quarters, they shut out Brookfield one to nothing. I was kind of surprised. It was almost surprising <clears throat> that they only got one run. Yeah. Which is really surprising for such a good hitting. And then, yeah, and then another surprise: they beat Stockbridge Valley three to one yeah. in the semis. That's how they got here. Oriskany, oh, they had a longer path. They beat Fabius Pompey in the first round, fifteen to four. Upset number two seed New York Mills, who you had winning the entire I had thing. It and yeah, shocking <clears throat> for me. Yeah, Oriskany won ten to three. Then they upset West Canada Valley ten to five. Uh, on Saturday at Murnane Field. And now here they are in the final, taking on Belleville Henderson. Who do you got in this one? I mean, I don't know, because Oriskany on an eight-game winning streak, and they're a young team, but they play with poise. They play with confidence. I I don't like picking against them, but just looking at Belleville Henderson, who they've got on the mound, Britton Cross is going to be pitching. He's on another level this season. He has a 1.50 ERA. He's just... He's too good. He's going to shut out Oriskany. And, again, Oriskany's a fantastic team, but they're not prepared for what Cross is going to do to them. 7-0 to for Bevel Henderson. Really? A shutout? Yep, a shutout. Oh, boy. Um, last time these two teams met the first time, very first time they met, May 21st, 2013, Oriskany won 19-2. to Yeah, I have a so feeling So Belleville Henderson has got, sure. yeah, Belleville Henderson's got revenge on their minds. Yeah. Uh, heading into this, I know it's been ten years, but <laughs> you know it, this should be a fun one, I think, because Oriskany has been playing really good baseball. They're hot at the right time right now. Yeah, um, this should be an exciting final on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so that was it for baseball. Now let's start talking lacrosse. We start on the boys' side with the Class A final between arguably the two best teams in Class A this year. Number one, Baldwinsville, and number two, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool took care of business. They beat CNS 7-6. to Beville crushed the heck out of Syracuse 17-4 to in the semis. So that's where we're at right now. 
Uh, the final is set for Wednesday, May 31st, 7 o'clock at Cicero North Syracuse. Who do you got? I mean, I don't I think Baldwinsville should take care of this fairly easily. And I was a big fan of Liverpool all season. I thought there was a clear tier gap after Liverpool. Mm-hmm. After the top two, there was nobody even remotely close to the one and two. But Beville's just... They're on another level. It's they're too good. Fifteen and two on the year. The reigning state champions. They're going for their four P, I believe. Uh, yeah. For the sectionals, which is huge. So yeah, I mean, four straight sectionals is hard to do, but I think they're going to do it. I can't see uh, Liverpool beating them. I'm going to go thirteen to eight for the bees in this one. So the good thing is, I can make a prediction for this since I'm not calling this game. Yeah. Um, I'll be calling the Class C and D finals at Liverpool. Last five meetings between the two. Let's not even go with the last five. Let's let's talk about the last two meetings, which was earlier this season. Bowensville won the first meeting 17-7. Then they won the second meeting 10-9. Liverpool's been gaining on them a little bit. Fair. A little bit. Fair. Is it enough to overtake them here in the final? No. Honestly, Bowensville's got way too much great talent. And... Yep. And, and they've been on a roll a year. Bowensville's only lost two games, and I think they were out of section. Yeah, I both of them. Both of them were. Yeah. So this is a team that's prepped for not only winning the sectional tournament, but also winning the state tournament. I don't. I don't see that run stopping here. I have Bowensville winning this one. I'm going to go with a 14 to six score. All right, so pretty Bowensville. similar. Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go with that. Bowensville. They're not going to cruise. I think Liverpool's going to give them a run for their money early on. But I think Liverpool's just going to run out of steam in the second half. And it just comes down to who's the better team, and Baldwinsville is the better team. Yeah. And it's not really hands that down. much of a debate. Yeah, hands down. On to Class B we go. A little bit more parity uh, heading into this one. It's still a one-versus-two matchup. Um, it's between number 1 West Jenny and number 2 Fayetteville Manlius. That game will be at 5 o'clock on Wednesday at Cicero North Syracuse. West Jenny beat upset and minded ESM 13-8. to on Friday in the semis at Liverpool. Uh, FM beat three-seed Watertown, a team I thought that might make a good run, but instead came up one game short, 14-8. to So here we are. Who do you got for the Class B final? I like the Hornets. They were my pre, or pre-playoff prediction to win it all. And again, I think West Genesee is the better team here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to come tell me <clears throat> that Fayetteville Manlis has a better roster than what West Genesee has. It's just not... It's not feasible right now because the Hornets lost TJ Conley early in the season. They lost George Lacombe. Right now, they're banged up, but they have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. They have a lot to play for, yep. and they've been on a hot streak. I think Robert Madden has really stepped up in the absence of those two. I think he's going to step up again. The defense is going to really just band together here. I'm going Madden scores three of the Hornets' six goals in an FM win. Six to five over West Tennessee in a low-scoring affair. Very low-scoring affair. Wow. FM win six to five. Mm, I think there's going to be a lot more goals than just eleven total. Goals. Yeah. In this particular matchup, you look at the head-to-head this season between the two. West Jenny won the first matchup twelve ten. FM pulled off the upset, so to speak, earlier this month in the second meeting fourteen to thirteen. This is evenly split. I mean, the last five games, West Jenny's won three out of the last five. Um, before this season, FM beat West Jenny 9-7 back on May 17th. Yep. So, you know, it's really hard to tell. 
because they are so even across the board this year. Both teams essentially with identical records. West Jenny played one game less than FM did. FM's 12 and 6, West Jenny's 11 and 6. Essentially the same records in the the conference 6-5 versus 6-4. You know, I kind of like this even. It's going to be a tight one. I think it's going to take one goal to decide it all. But in terms of, you know, a low-scoring game, I don't think so. Because West Jenny can score, so could FM. Yeah. So, I'm actually going to go 14-13. In overtime, West Jenny winning. All right. I like it. I like that. So 14 13 in overtime. Please hope I'm right. Uh, (laughs) On to Class C now. And again, Class C and D, I can't make a prediction on since I'm calling both finals. Yeah. But the Class C final, seven o'clock at Liverpool, number one JD against number three West Hill. JD crushed the heck out of Whitesboro in the quarters, 20 to 1. And then beat Homer fourteen to nine in the semis. West Hill uh, took care of business against Carthage ten to eight, and then beat New Hartford nine to eight. So tough matchups. Yeah, two uh, for games. West Hill. Who do you got in this one? I don't know. I've said West Hill all season, and then I said West Hill prior to the playoffs, and I'm gonna keep my pick of West Hill. I think they're they have the most electric offense out of every team. They have a solid defense, one that's not gonna let up a ton of goals. I think they just score a barrage of goals against the Red Rams, 17-10 to 10 for West Hill. I'm looking at, at the very minimum, a hat trick for Luke Gilmartin. Wouldn't surprise me if he scored mm-hmm. five or six. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise honest. me either. He's been good all year. Yeah. And I just think West Hill is too good of an offense. And again, J.D.'s had a great defense to where you would think, you know, maybe they're going to counter it. You know, their past few games, what not, they allowed nine goals and one goal and seven goals. I mean, this team hasn't allowed 10 goals in a while, but I think that West Hill is just something that they haven't really prepared for. They haven't seen them yet this season, and they're not going to be ready for the Warriors to just loads and loads of shots just coming right at them. They're not going to be ready for it. Yeah. Last time these two teams met, 2018, West Hill won 10 to 9. Yep. JD won the other meeting back in 2016, 16 to 7. Essentially, the series is tied at 1. Between the two teams. So yeah. this is essentially a rubber game, so to speak. And they just happened to meet in the Class C final. Yeah. Identical rec- overall records. JD has been better in the SCAC. They're 11-2 and two in the SCAC this year. West Hill was 6-2 and two in the OHSL. Um, <clears throat> that might um, make it a little bit tougher for West Hill. Fair. But then again, who knows? And I honestly think that what West Hill had to deal with in the OHSL was harder than what mm-hmm. uh, the Red Rams had to deal with. Yeah. And so, real quick, Class D will wrap up boys across. And uh, <laughs> um, anybody want to join the Marcellus bandwagon now? Marcellus has made it to the final. They're taking on 4C General Brown, who upset Ryan's pick, Skinny Atlas, in the semis 10-9. to yep. uh, Marcellus beat Lafayette, Onondaga Central 12-9. to uh, another team that we all thought was going to make another nice, decent run, but instead it falls short. Um, I hate tooting my own horn, but again, I'm right. <laughs> so who wins this one? Uh, again, I can't pick a winner. I mean, everybody knows who I want to win, but um, I can't officially pick a winner. So Ryan, who do you got? Well, I'm not one to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, I'm come not going to do it here. Really? Because... General Brown is another team where they've got spunk. They've got yeah. Or they've got the chip on their shoulder. They've got more to play for than what Marcellus has to play for. This is a team that 
was uh, hovering around 500 heading into the playoffs. Then they win two straight one-goal games. They beat South Jefferson 11-10, to Skinny Atlas 10-9. to And, you know, why not make it three straight one-goal games? I'm going General Brown. Or actually, no, I'm going to double that, 14-12. to So they win by two in this one. Not one goal, but they win by two goals, 14-12 to over Marcellus. Oh, boy. He's not joining the bandwagon. I'm not going to join it because General Brown, they've got... They've got a better defense than Marcellus. You could argue that Marcellus is the better offense, but General Brown is better at limiting goals. And I think when you look at it, it's really going to come down to who can win in that tight, who's going to be able to win in the last half. Because the first half is anyone's game, but in the last Mm -hmm. half, I'll take General Brown. I think they've got more grit. And Marcellus people are screaming into their radio sets going, you! (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) Hey, that... You know, who knows? He could be proven wrong again. <laughs> I could be. I could be. Um, I mean, like I said, we all know who I want to win. I, I can't say it, though, because, yeah. again, I'm calling this game. I have to show parity um, or, or, or say no bias, any. But I think it's going to be a great final in Liverpool. I, I mean, I to be honest, the setup for this final is actually a lot better than it w- if it was Marcelo Skinny Atlas. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that right now. If it was Marcellus getting Atlas, then everybody, it would almost be like deflating because like, ah, here we go. This is all we thought. But this is, you know, I, I kind of like this matchup. I'm looking forward to calling this game. I really am. I usually don't. I usually don't look forward to calling a game. But in this particular case, I am looking forward to this. Because I can't wait to see what Marcellus can bring. And I also can't wait to see what General Brown brings to the table. It's two really fun teams to watch. Oh, absolutely. And we've seen it all season. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll do girls lacrosse as well as softball. Yeah, it's championship week. We're going to try and cover everything we can in the short amount of time we have on the show. So hold your horses. We'll be right back with more of Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And we're back here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7, 100.1. Let's get right to it. Let's go to girls lacrosse now. And uh, we start with Class A. And uh, again, it's a battle of 1v2. In girls lacrosse, we have Bowensville going up against Cicero North Syracuse at Christian Brothers Academy on Tuesday, a 5.30 face-off. Um, Bowensville beat Rome Free Academy 19-4 to to get here. CNS crushed Liverpool 16-7. It's essentially a battle of the Titans. Who do you got? I like the Bs here. I mean, we, we if we're being honest, everyone knew this was going to be the final. Right, yeah. CNS 16-1, Beville 13-4. Somehow, Baldwinsville is still the one seed, even though... How is that possible? I would have put the North Stars as the easy one seed, but I still... I think Baldwinsville is the better team, but the North Stars earned that one seed. Yeah. I don't think it's really even a debate. Even though I would still pick Baldwinsville to win it all, I'm still going to pick Baldwinsville to win it all. I think it's going to be 14-11 because it comes down to the Bees have playoff experience, the North Stars don't. But I do think that... CNS was shafted a little bit when it came to not getting that one seed. They deserved it, and I still I'm going to take the bees, but 
you know, I think that gives the North Stars a little bit of an advantage. They have that chip on their shoulder now from not being given what they earned. Yeah, and the, the thing is, though, Ballinsville got the one seed because, yeah, they split uh, the regular season series and they have same identical records in conference play. It's just I think Bowensville had more wins against common opponents than Cicero and Syracuse did. Fair, but you look at Bowensville had a worse sectional record. True. They lost more out-of-section games, which, again, you don't really look at out-of-section games, but there were some shared opponents in there because um, Beville lost to Victor while Cicero and Syracuse beat Victor. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to, like, I get it's off of some technicalities here, but you, Again, it's really difficult to say yeah. that the North Stars weren't the one seed. <clears throat> yeah, in the regular season series between the two, it was split. Yeah. Beville won 12 to 8 the first meeting back in April. Earlier this month, CNS won the rematch 11 to 10. This is, again, a battle of the Titans, 5 30 on Tuesday. Uh, again, I, I think a lot of the momentum is on the North, uh, on the North Stars side. Heading into this game, and I see him pulling off the upset. I really do. You do see it? I do see it. All right. Um, the reason being, CNS has been the uh, has been the hotter team essentially. Fair. Again, I don't get it why they got the one seed. Again, there's some sort of tiebreaker that went into it. I want to say it was records against common opponents, but again, I could be wrong. I just think CNS. Yeah, you're right. They do have a chip on their shoulder for not getting the one seed, which they fairly deserve. Um, and I got CNS winning this one. In overtime again. I think it's going to take overtime, but they're going to prove that they show the medal. And I think they're going to win this one 13 12 in overtime. I would like to agree with you. I just think Baldwinsville has more talent top to bottom, and that's why I'm going to yeah, stick with the Bees. I could, I could see that too. Yeah. But when you have the adage, when you have that mentality of being, I, I don't know, I guess you could say wronged in yeah. terms of seeding. Definitely. Yeah. They got this going for them. They've been told, okay, yeah. They gave us the two seed, but we're not going to play like a two. We're going to play like a one. Yep. And that's exactly what we got here. And this Definitely. is why it's a battle of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Hands down. All right. So on to Class B we go. Again, it's another 1v2 matchup. We have West Jenny going against Auburn. Jenny took care of Watertown 17-5. Uh, Auburn beat FM 11-9. It'll be at 5 o'clock at Jamesville to High School on Tuesday. Who do you got in this one? I like... West Genesee here. I mean, you saw these two teams meet in the season opener in that game. West Genesee won 14-7. And I think Auburn's gotten a lot better over the course yeah, of the season. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's pretty fair to say that. But is it enough? I don't know if it was enough. I'm going to take West Genesee in a closer game, a high-scoring game, 17-15, to the Wildcats win over the Maroons. Now, how about this? Remember when we talk about how CNS didn't get the one seed in Class A? Yeah. How did West Jenny get the one? They're eight and nine. At that point, it just came down to, yeah, they had a really tough non-class B schedule, and they were undefeated in class B. There I, you go. That was really what set them over the top. Mm-hmm. And again, that's another one where would I have given them the one seed, even though I predicted that West Jenny was going to win it heading into the playoffs. They did not deserve the one seed. No, they B. didn't. No, even they with didn't. the undefeated record against con- or against class opponents. Just having the losing record heading into the playoffs meant that they shouldn't have been given the one. Maybe you want to give them the two or the three to be nice, sure, but they didn't deserve that one. Season. Yeah, it, I I don't think. Even though I think <clears> they're they the best team, either. I don't think they des- I don't think they earned that one season. Yeah, the season. sure. West Jenny played a tougher schedule, but when you look at the record, okay, 
this is as clear as black and white. Auburn should be the one. Yeah. Auburn should definitely be the one just based off their their record. 11-7-8-4. They play in the same conference. Auburn was essentially the better team all around, and yet they still get the two. To me, that makes no sense. So are you going to stick with your... I'm I'm going Auburn. I'm going Auburn in the upset because, again, you feel like you've you've been wronged again yeah. and i auburn has that chip on the shoulder i think auburn has a tougher test going against west jenny than cns does against baldwinsville really? to be honest i really right. do west jenny is still a good team and again they played a tougher schedule that's why their records like it so west jenny is built for this but if i'm auburn right now this is your moment to shine and i like it you're picking the same i, I i'm going over things it's, it's going to be a tight logic back to back yeah it's the same logic you know, they've been playing with a chip on their shoulder the entire tournament. They deserve to get to this point. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be a tough matchup. I think it's it won't take overtime in this one, but I still think it's going to be at least a one-goal game. I say Auburn's going to win this one 11-10 to 10 yeah. in this one. So, right. yeah. Close one. You, got, you, have the the, you have the chip on the shoulder. Use it to your advantage. We'll see. And that's what I think Auburn's going to do. Yeah. On to Class C. Another 1v2 matchup, Indian River going against Jamesville DeWitt. Indian River crushed Carthage 18-7 in the semis. Uh, they also beat Cortland, by the way, one nothing in the quarters. That was a one nothing game in lacrosse. How do That's you do that? That might um, be a scoring issue. That might be a scoring issue. That, it might, they um, might have just put in the yeah, rather I, than yeah. getting the... Um, uh, but JD took care of Fulton. Uh, Fulton, I, I just want to say this real quick before we get into a... Uh, into a prediction here for the final. Fulton had a great season. They did. I mean, and, I was predicting them to win it all season. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's a shame. Lost, but, you know, yeah, it's a shame they came one game short. I really wanted Fulton to be in the final so bad. If we're being honest, I think uh, th- I've been saying that all since the bracket came out. I said that that semifinal game was going to be the championship game. Whoever won yeah. between Jamesville Dewitt and Fulton, that was going to be the winner mm-hmm. of the section. Yeah, and. But now we got JD against Indian River in the final. Who do you got? Real quick. I'm going to keep that logic. Jamesville DeWitt wins over Indian River, and frankly, I don't think it's going to be that close. 19-9. to A 10-goal win for Jamesville DeWitt. Yeah, I think JD's going to win this one, too. It won't It won't be that big of a, a goal difference, though. I say they're going to win by five. Yeah. I, I'll go with 15-10. to 10, Yeah. Just to be safe, because Indian River can score. Fair. They, they can. Fair. It's just going up against a hot JD team. At this point in the tournament, yeah, yeah, no. On to Class D real quick. It's number one South Jeff against number two Skinny Atlas. South Jeff took care of business against Clinton and General Brown to get to this point. Skinny Atlas uh, beat Casanova nineteen to two, and then West Hill nine to eight. Who do you got? I mean, I already predicted one team today to finish off their sectional four P. I'm going to predict another one. Skinny Atlas wins their fourth straight sectional championship here, and. A pretty tight game. I'm going to go 18 to 14, but they are able to win it against South Jefferson. Not so fast, my friend. No, not so fast. South Jeff has played magnificent lacrosse all, right. all year long, and they've proven they can score. You know, again, look at this. They've outscored their two opponents in the in their in the playoffs this year, 45 to six. Okay, but there's a big difference between playing Clinton and General Brown and then playing West Hill, who I think West Hill, talent gap between those two teams. True, yeah, but I, I still think South Jeff's going to get it done. Yeah, the this Spartans is, this can score year. in bunches, but yeah. we'll see if they can score in bunches yeah. against a team like Skinny Alice. Yeah, it won't be easy. 
It won't be easy. Yeah. But I think they'll get it done. I say 13 to 9. All right. I like so it. So there you go. All right. We'll take one more break. When we come back, we will wrap up our championship uh, show today with a look at softball. We have five classes. Can we do it in the time we have? Let's find out after the break. Players only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And we're back here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circus 97.7, 100.1. We got a little bit of time left. Let's do softball real quick. Number one, Liverpool against number four. Six, I think. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Baldwinsville, seven o'clock. Carrier Park Field Wednesday. Who do you got? Real quick. Let's go. Liverpool eight to four. Liverpool's been the favorite all season. I get Beville beat number two CNS, but I'm gonna go with the Warriors to win it all. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same thing here. Liverpool's been fantastic all year. I'll give them a win three to one. All right. I I think Baldwinsville's they're gonna get one run, but that's about it. Fair, the beast of some pretty solid pitching. Yeah. I don't think it's enough though against the yeah. lineup. It's got it's have. it's gonna be a pitcher's duel, I think, fair. between Liverpool and Beville. Definitely a fair pick. Yeah. Class A, uh final between JD and Central Square. Central what do you got? Square, another six seed. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm gonna go the same route I went with the first one. James Will DeWitt, a much better team. Um they beat Central Square both times in the regular season matchup. I think JD has the best hitter in class A, and Emily Bloon, the best class A pitcher in Kara McMahon. JD fifteen to three. Not even close. Really? Yeah. Oh, we all know city. JD can score. Um, and you know, I'm going to go with JD this one. I think they are going to score 10 runs. It might be a little bit closer than you think. I'm going to go 10-6. All right. JD. I like that pick. On to Class B. We got number five, West Hill, number two, Chittenango on Wednesday. Who do you got? Uh, Chittenango's still in it. They were my pick to win it all. Uh, you saw number eight. Utica Notre Dame upset the first seed Camden, then fifth seed West Hill goes and beats Utica Notre Dame. I think West Hill has the best hitting. It's just been on another level this season, but Chinango has a pitcher in Caroline Porter who's practically unhittable. Uh, again, Chinango just one loss on the season. They're not going to lose again. Chinango 7-5 to five over West Hill in a tight matchup. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be another pitcher's duel. When I say 2-1 Chinango. All right. When you have a fantastic offense in West Hill versus, again, uh, unhittable pitcher yeah. from Chinango. Mm-hmm. It's it's either going to be a lot like of runs oil. or it's no like, runs, and yeah. I think Chinango manages to squeak it out with yeah. the limited runs. Being yeah, scored. it's like oil versus water in this matchup mm-hmm. when you look at it. We'll see how it goes. On to Class C on Wednesday, number 8, Port Byron against number 3, Cooperstown. Yeah. So Cooperstown can't get it done in baseball, but can they get it done in softball? I mean, Port Byron, I had them making it and winning the finals uh, going into the playoffs as the eight seed, and they're not proving me wrong. They upset, or they beat number nine, Herkimer, 15-0, to then upset the one seed, Jordan Elbridge, 7-2, to then went to number four, Onondaga, and beat them 12-7. to I'm going to say that Port Byron keeps going. Nikki Nemizniak, their pitcher, has 114 strikeouts in the year, then has 56 hits with a 778 batting average. Which is wow crazy. I mean, I don't even know how to describe that because, like, as a two-way player, that's insane. So yeah, Cooperstown, fantastic team, just two losses on the year. But Port Byron right now is going to fulfill my prophecy. They win in an eight-to-five matchup. Fulfill prophecy, huh? Yeah, I like that. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I think Port Byron's going to get it done. All right. 
They got great hitting, great pitching, and they're playing hot softball at the right time. Yeah, I'm going to go with poor Byron in this one. It's going to be tight, but yeah, I like poor Byron. Two hitters with over 50 hits. That's just that's that's amazing because you can basically count on them to get a hit every at bat. I'm going to go high scoring here. I'm going to say 12 to 11. All right, poor Byron, pretty close one right there. Yeah, and finally, Class D. Uh, number four, West Canada Valley against number seven, Poland. Poland's been having a great run. Poland, another team that I predicted them to win it all. And as the seven seed, they're chugging right through it. They're proving me right. Yep. So who do you got? I'm not going to bet against the team I've been betting on all year. Poland, Just let's let's see if you can prove me right as well. Again, they ran through, um, let's see who they beat. They beat Ariskity. Yep. They beat Hamilton, and they beat Sackett's Harbor. And again, uh, they've been proving me right. So I would go. They beat West Canada Valley in a not really a tight one. I I don't think they score a lot of runs. I'm going to go four runs that they score. But pitcher Logan Cookingham throws a shutout in her final sectional game playing softball since she's a senior this year. Four to zero for the Tornadoes. Mm, I hate to spoil your fun, but I think West Canada Valley is going to get it done. Reason being is West Canada Valley played their hearts out in the semis against Stockbridge Valley, yeah. uh, the top seed, and won 5-4. And, you know, again, they, they've they sort of had an easy run. They beat Belleville Henderson and beat Alexandria before uh, upsetting Stockbridge Valley. This is a team that's wearing its heart on its sleeve right now. But sometimes you use all that energy to beat the number True. one seed and then True. you run and into then you the don't, finals. And then you don't have it in the final. I mean, um, these teams split the regular season series, so you know the thing very is very evenly matched. The thing is, West Canada Valley is going to have two days rest to prep right. for this, yeah. and they're going to use that two days to their advantage. As right. long as they don't eat too much on Memorial Day, they should be fine in terms of you know don't don't stuff yourself with a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah. But they're going to use those two days to their advantage. And I'm, I think they're gonna they're gonna take care of business. I'm just looking Poland. forward to this matchup because mm-hmm. you got Hannah Burdick from West Canada Valley, uh, Logan Cookingham from Poland, who I already talked about. It's gonna be a pitcher's duel. It is. It is. Uh, but I think West Canada Valley is gonna get it done. Yeah, they're fair. gonna get it done. So I got Poland. You got West Canada Valley. Yep. Let's see who wins. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for our show today. Uh, we do want to take the time though, since tomorrow is Memorial Day. Um, it's a day that we remember all of our military. Uh, members who lost their lives in great service to this country. Yeah. Um, did you know that it started essentially as Decoration Day? It, go, it takes its... Uh, uh, it goes all the way back to the Civil War era where they were laying flowers on, on graveyards of all of uh, the men who lost their lives during the Civil War. Um, and, and, and it actually started right here. in Well, not right here, but it was here in New York State. In fact, I think it was Waterloo that started it all um, out west uh, near uh, Rochester. And, um, you know, it's been a great deci- uh, great uh, tradition ever since. Um, we salute you all, not only to those uh, families who had soldiers who lost their lives, but essentially to every single member of our military, yeah. who both living and dead, yeah. that have given their lives uh, you know, and made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. So without you guys, we wouldn't have a country right now. 100%. So, and, you know, again, we spent all day, all morning talking about, um, you know, Championship Sunday and all that. But 
again, it's without our military men and women. None of this would be we possible. we we don't have any of this. Yeah, and you know we salute you guys. So take some time either today or tomorrow, um, and just you know think about every single person who went out there and made the decision to join our military, whether it's the Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, uh, Coast Guard, uh, National Guard, any you know, any, any of our branches out there. And if you see a veteran today, thank them for their service. I know Memorial Day is remember those who had lost their lives during the war, but if you see a member of the military today, a, a member, a current service member, an active member or a veteran, just tell them thanks for serving our country. And that's that's the least thing you we can do in in this great country of ours. So take some time and remember all that. But until then, we'll talk to you next week here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And again, we'll talk to you next week.